Thanks for checking out the Oasis Church podcast from Camden, Arkansas. Each week we share the message from our Sunday worship service. Join us anytime. More information at camdenoasischurch.com. If you have your Bibles, I want you to beat me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It's tucked away somewhere in the Old Testament. You'll find it. If you can't find it, don't worry. The words will be going to be up on the screen. Man, several years ago, you ever have one of those moments that it just defines your entire life? Like, even now today, you can turn back around and you can look back on it, and it is just played out in vivid detail. Like, y'all have anything like that? And when we were uh, living in Texarkana, there was a buddy of mine several years ago. We were, uh, we just happened to be walking through the mall in Texarkana one day, and, um, and this guy, we, were, we just went and eat, and we just went and ate, and we were walking through the mall, and um, in, in mid-sentence, in mid-word, carrying on a conversation, everything's normal, everything's playing out just right, all of a sudden we're walking and my friend just blows chunks everywhere in the middle of the mall. Now you were like, Billy, why are you talking about this right now at the very beginning of the service? Listen to me, it is a defining moment in my life and I'm thankful and I praise the Lord that it's only happened one time and that was it. We're walking through and this boy just blows chunks everywhere. In that moment, I'm so thrown off by it because most people, when you get sick, you say things, don't you? You say things like, mm, I don't feel good. Mm, I feel sick. Mm, I shouldn't eat the chicken. Most people, they, 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 they kind of pre-warn you that something bad's fixing to happen. Him, nothing. Walking, blah, everything. So I didn't know what to do at the time. At this moment, I'm looking at this, I'm looking at him, I'm looking at this, and, and we did what I guess normal people do. We just kind of walked around it, and we just kept on going. Now listen to me. In this moment, I am so thrown off by what just happened. I'm just like, I, I don't even know what to do or think. So we walk a little bit further, and I'm like, hey, can, can I ask you something? Like, yeah, I'm like, hey, don't be, don't be mad at me, but next time you think you can give like a little pre-warning if that's going to happen again? I'm like, listen to me, I'm not upset. I'm just, you really threw me off with what just happened. He's like, man, I'm sorry. It just snuck up on me and it came out. I'm like, okay, no, that's fine. Just next time, like, hey, I don't feel good. Like that, that, you'll help me out a lot. So we walk a little bit further and he's like, hey, it's probably fixing to happen again. Now listen to me. I haven't even thought about what we left back there. So I turned back around. I said, hey, there was a bathroom right past the, the area that everything happened on. I forgot completely about it. We start walking back, and there is a lady that is coming through, but she's on her phone. You know where we're going. I'm so glad. Before we could say anything, this lady's looking down, and all of a sudden, she hits it. Her feet slip out from underneath her, slams on her back, and all of a sudden, I remember her picking her hands up, and she looks at it, and she says, what is this? And I'm like, that's Mexican food, but you probably don't want to know that. She said, what is this? And we didn't know what to do, so we just kind of walked by her and just kind of went on about our business. Hey, listen, terrible. Don't ever do that. Take responsibility for what happens in your life. But here's what I realized. I start that gross story off. It's disgusting, as you can imagine. But I've started to realize that's a lot like life, is it not? Man, you're just kind of walking through, man, you're minding your own business, you're doing good, then all of a sudden you hit something that you weren't thinking, looking for, or anything, your feet go out from underneath you, you land into it, and all of a sudden you're looking at your hands, you're looking at your life, and you're like, what is this? Like, you ever hit one of those seasons where you're like, what is going on? You ever been there before? And I think a lot of us have. Here's what I know about some of the things in our life, there are some circumstances, situations that Hey, listen, don't be mad, but it's your fault. 
Hey, you made the decision, you reap what you sow, and if you sow bad things, hey, you reap the consequences of it. I'll tell you every time, you are free to make any choice, any decision you want to make, but you are not free from the consequences of those choices and decisions. There are a lot of things that we're walking through life, and we're like, what is this? And it's from our own doing and our own choosing. There are other times, though, you're walking through life, and you're in a season right now that it is completely out of your control. It's not your fault. You didn't make the choice. You didn't make the decision. You just are reaping the consequences of something else, and you're in this life, and you are like, what is this? Maybe right now you're in this season of life, and man, it is just a mess. It might be related to your finances. Man, just, it's a season where you are just in a constant struggle. It, it might be a season of life that's in relationships, man. You just family and fractions and, and people and husbands and wives. It is just a constant, just terrible season of life. It might be your kids. It might be your family. It might be career. No matter what your mess is, I believe that we can all come to the table and say this. When you're in the middle of that mess, when you're in the middle of that situation, the only thing you want to do is get to the other side. Am I right? Man, just get me through this as fast as we can. That's our hope. That's our prayer. Nobody likes to be in it. Lord, get me to the other side of it. So a lot of times we come in these moments and we're in the middle of this season of life and we're like, what is this? And we are just trying to get to the other side. We're looking to the future. God, get me out of this. If we're not doing that, a lot of us, we kind of can't back and look at the past, do we not? When everything's falling apart in your life, man, we are so want to look backwards and make out the past to be better than it was, don't we? Oh, that's all we think about when it's all falling apart. Like, do you remember the good old days? Man, do you remember what we used to do, how we used to be, when everything was fine, nothing was broken, everything was perfect? So here's what we do. When all of life is falling apart, we look to our future. God, get me out of this. I don't want to be here much longer. Or we kind of continually look at our past. Lord, uh, look how good that was back there. Here's the thing that I want you to know, and this is probably the most unfortunate thing, that when in these seasons of life, man, we are missing out on the what's now. When you and I, when we're too busy reminiscing about the past or we're dreaming about our future, we're missing out on the blessing of the here and now. Hey, listen to me, church. We miss out on what God is wanting to teach us in the middle of that mess. So here's what I want to do today. I want to talk with you about how to navigate whatever season of life you find yourself in. If you've got your Bibles, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, we're going to look at a handful of verses You've probably read this before. If you've done any Bible study, it's probably, it's probably one, of my favorite, one of my favorite verses. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, the writer is really taking us, um, he wants to see this, let us see this challenge of really how to see life, not as, not as one big flow, but really to learn how to manage life in seasons. In this life, there are some good seasons in life, and there are some bad seasons of life. There are seasons that are going to be harder than other seasons, and there are going to be seasons that are better than other seasons. In this life, listen to me, there are the ups and the downs. And I love how the writer opens it up in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Listen to it. For everything, there is a season. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. He goes on to list a lot of these different various seasons, and he pairs these seasons together. And I don't think he's trying to give us a literal look at each one of these seasons. I believe he's taken these different seasons to say there is a purpose for every single season of life that you face and that you find yourself in. Hey, listen to me. There is a purpose for everything you go to. A lot of times when we're in a season of life, we want to 
manipulate time, do we not? We, we want to squeeze more out of it. We want to fast forward. And the writer here is telling us, he's giving us a warning, that in these seasons of life, we need to pause and to remember the season of life that we find ourselves in. This morning, I want to give you three thoughts to help you navigate whatever season of life you find yourself in. But not only for the here and now, but also for a time in the future. Here's the first thing I want you to know, is that all of us, we need to consider our season. Everybody here today, you need to consider the season of life you are in. One of the, when it comes to time, Greeks had two different words for time. One was chronas, C-R-A-N-A-S, which it would be kind of chronological. It's about literal time, how old you are. It's what time is it? It's the reference to time on the clock. George Carlin, I love what he said. He said, the only person really excited about getting older is a 10-year-old. Have you noticed that? They're the only people that are excited about getting older. When you talk with them, you ask your kids, how old are you? When they start to realize this, they'll start to tell you, hey, I'm four and a half. Or they'll tell you, like, hey, no, I, I'm six and a half. If you've got teenagers, you're going to ask them, like, hey, how old are you? And they'll always tell you, I'm fixing to be 13. You're 12, but you're fixing to be 13. And then we use this word, well, I'm turning 21. It's the language we use. Like you turn or you become 21, it sounds like there's a ceremony that needs to take place. You turn 30. When you turn 30, it's like bad milk. And then all of a sudden, you're pressing on. You push 40. You reach 50. You make it to 60, and you've built, built up so much steam that you hit 70. And after that, George Carlin says, hey, listen, it is just day by day. That's chronos, it's chronological time. But the other word the Greeks use, and this is the word that we want to settle in on today, is the word kairos. Kairos gets to the question, it's the heart of the matter. What is the purpose for the season that I'm in? And it is by far the most important word that we see. What's the purpose for the season that I find myself in? No matter how good things are and no matter how bad things are, what is the purpose for the season of life I'm in? Man, if we could just talk for just a moment, there are some of you here today and you are just in a season of uncertainty. You have no idea what's next. You've been praying, thinking, trying to figure it out all on your own. What is next for me? What's next for our marriage? What's next for my life? What's next? You don't know what the future holds. Some of you are in a season of busyness. Man, all you do is run, run, run from one thing to another, back to that thing, and on to the next thing. Man, that's your life. You are just in this season of busyness like nothing has ever slowed. Some of you are in this season with your kids, and now, man, they might be kind of getting into school, or they might be getting ready to go out of school, and, man, you're just really kind of fixated on your kids. There's some of you here today, I want to believe that, hey, you're in this time of harvest. Man, you are just reaping everything you've sown, and, man, you're stepping into one of the best years of your life. Hey, if that's you here today, hey, you need to praise the Lord for it. Man, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm learning that life is filled with different seasons, and the important thing for us to do is to consider the season that you find yourself in. A lot of times what we do is we just want to move on to the next season, but I think it's important for you to define your season. So let me ask you, if you've got pen and paper, I think you need to write this down. What season of life are you in? What season of life? If you had to put a word on it, what would you define this season of life for you. Hey, let me, let me do this a little bit further. For you and your marriage, what season of life is for you and your marriage? What season of life is it for you and your kids? What season of life is it for you and your family? Hey, put a word with it. Man, it's important for us to come and try to figure out when, what's going on and 
in the season of life that we find ourselves. And I remember being in middle school, all, all, all I wanted to do was get to high school. When I was in high school, all I wanted to do was get out of high school and, and get a job. After I got my first job, all I wanted to do was to move from that job and get a better job with more money. I always wanted to get to the next season of life. Uh, there's some of you in here today, you might be single, and you're thinking, if I could just find the one and get married, then I'm going to be happy. Some of you are married, and you're thinking, man, I wish I could go back to being single. If you have kids, you might be thinking, if I could just get through this place where my kids are or kind of grow up a little bit, and, and I can just enjoy life where they're not following me to the bathroom right now, that would be amazing. Others of you are thinking, man, I just wish they'd grow up and just sleep through the night, and then I'm going to be happy. Hey, listen to me, family. We're always wanting to move to the next phase of life, the next season. And the challenge is, again, if we're not careful, we'll miss the opportunity that God has right in front of us, which is the gift of today. Man, this is an area I flunk at miserably. In this season of life, man, I'm called to be a husband. I'm called to be a dad. And it's to love them the way that I'm called to. It's to pour my life into them, to lead them. And if I don't cherish it, hey, listen, man, they grow up fast. You look at all your kids and, man, you look at them and they're like, man, why are you growing up so fast? Man, we've got to learn to cherish the season that we're in. So, again, I need to ask you, what season of life are you in? But what does it mean to stop and pause and consider that season to reflect on what God wants to do in your life in this unique season? Hey, listen to me. There are things I believe with all my heart that God wants to teach you right now, and the only way that he can teach you these lessons are in these seasons of life that we go through. So don't miss these opportunities. A few years ago, I was going through a particular busy season of life, and uh, man, just, just struggling with it. And I have a lot of mentors that I try to surround myself with, good godly people that are always able to pour into my life, and I talk about them a lot. My papa's one of them. I called him up one day. I said, Papa, I told him everything, like just the season of life. I said, man, I'm just busy. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm just I'm running, 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 running. He listened to my entire grop and spill. And I never forget. I said, man, what, what, give me some advice here. I'll never forget what he said. He said, Bill, that's what he calls me. He says, Bill, listen to me. He says, this too shall pass. Now listen, coming from an 83-year-old grown man that's done a lot of life, I'm like, oh, that's good. This too shall pass. I'm, I'm hanging on to that. I say, hey, love you. I'll call you later about my next problem. Got off the phone. I'm like, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. What? This too. What does that even mean? Like I feel right now it's passing like a kidney stone. I, I, don't, know what, I don't know what this too shall pass. But what, what does that even mean? And what he was meaning is, Hey, this season of life that you find yourself in, he's saying it's not going to last forever. Can I tell you one of the best things about seasons? Seasons have a beginning and they have an end. And if you hadn't realized this, Lord Jesus, I'm ready for the summertime season to end. Amen? Like, it's hot, people. I'm ready for the fall season to kick up. Hey, it teaches us that with seasons, man, they come and they go. What he was saying is, hey, you need to hang in there. Hey, hey, don't give up. You need to press in, lean in, and learn what you can because this season of life is going to pass. Seasons come and seasons go. Which brings us to this next thought. We need to trust God in the hard seasons. Man, ain't it difficult? We need to trust God in the hard seasons. Years ago, um, we lived in Texarkana, and there was a, a gym out there that we, I signed up for. It was Minton Sportsplex, and, and um, I, I'd never been into a gym before at all. Like, I did tennis, and that was it. Like, hated working out. But I kept, had this thought. I'm like, hey, I want to get, like, an awesome, like, body. So my wife would be like, hubba, hubba, come to bubba. There we go. We're laughing out, people. We're going somewhere. 
So I signed up for this gym in Minton Sportsplex, and I went in because I'm a man. I didn't ask any directions. I, I didn't know how any, how any of that stuff worked. So I'd go get on a machine, and I would just, I'd watch all these people and what they did. Well, I did it for about two or three weeks, and there was this one bodybuilder. Like, he can't make it through the doors back there. He's got these muscles that just pop out of his neck. It, 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 like, I'm like, man, look at this guy. And I'll never forget, he came up to me, and I went up there a little bit earlier today, and, and uh, he said, hey, my guy's not here, but can you spot me? Now, I picked up on the gym lingo, and I knew what that meant. It meant that he was going to press the bar, and then if something happened, I was there to be the hero of the day. Let me just preface this. I might have been 150 pounds with zero muscle on my body. I just, I feel that that's an important detail. So I'm like, okay, and, and I'm a man. I'm like, hey, I'm fixing to do this. So I went over there. He sat down, or, or he was starting to get all the weights on, and he put one on, two on, three on, and man, my eyes are getting big. Like, the bar is starting to, like, bend in the middle. I'm like, this thing's fixing to snap. So I get there, and this dude's like got 700 pounds of weight on this thing. So he gets down, and he pushes it, comes down, and goes back up. I'm like, man, this boy's grunting, red face, and everything comes down, comes back up. I'm like, okay. But that time was a little bit slower. The third time, he comes down, he's like, hup. This is my moment, people. So, man, I grab that bar with both hands, and all of a sudden, I'm pulling. Hey, listen to me, family. That bar didn't even move. Listen. I'm getting hernias from pulling so hard. So I'm pulling, I'm pulling. He's like, little help. And I'm like, I'm giving it all I got, people. I, I don't know what else. The third time he says, little help. I'm like, look, I had to be honest with this guy at this moment. Like, I'm fixing to end his life. So I'm like, hey, listen, if you'll hold this a little bit longer, I'll run up to the front and get some help for you. But I can't help you right now. That man, he did this little maneuver. He just scooted over and did this, and all the weight shot off on this side, and then the bar flies across the gym, and I'm like, he stands up, red face. I'm like, this is it. This is how I die. He looked at me, and he said, you and me, we're working out. Listen, it wasn't a question. He wasn't asking, do you want to work out? He said, we're working out, and I'm like, yes, we are. So, man, we worked out like every day. I'll never forget the first day I went up there. Like, this man beat me so bad. I got home. I couldn't even brush my teeth, people. I looked at Marlon. I'm like, like, can you do it for me? I can't, I, can't, I can't move my arms. Oh, man, I kept on working out with him. And all of a sudden, he found out I was a believer. He found out I was a Christian. And this dude, listen, he, that, that man don't love Jesus. He don't like Jesus. He don't care about the church. But then he started to make all our workout things about my faith. He'd say things. I'm over here doing squats. And he'd like, hey, if you really love Jesus... Do three more. Well, I do love Jesus, so I do three more. He came up one day, and he said, we're doing bench press. He said, hey, seven more. Is a, he said, the number seven is important in the Bible. He said, I want to see you do seven more. And I'm thinking, man, you didn't know that. You got on the Google and found that out. Like, you don't know nothing about the Bible. This man, all of a sudden, he made all of this about my faith. So here was the thing. I'm lifting, and I'm working out, and, man, I'm just, like, absolutely beat. And this keeps on going week after week, and all of a sudden, I'll never forget, I came home one day, and I walked, had my shirt off. This is too much information for you, but we'll walk down this road. I had my shirt off, walked by the mirror, and I'm like, hey. Like I got little popcorns popping up. My, my, my chest was didn't. Now, listen, don't judge me now. That was years ago, people. Some of you are like, what happened to it? It, it disappeared pretty quickly. But here's what happened. Man, this dude, like, literally beat me down day after day after day working out. And all of a sudden, it started to change and transform. Can I just tell you this with the life, the hard seasons of life that you find yourself in? Man, those are the biggest growing seasons of your life. Hey, would you agree with this? You will learn more in the valley of a year than you'll ever learn on the mountaintops in two months. I don't know what it is about the hard seasons of life. 
that we have to go through. But when you go through those seasons of life, and you come out on the other end so much better. Here's what we do. I don't trust God in the hard seasons. God, get me through this. I don't want to be here no more. But years down the road, I look back and I'm like, I get what that season of life was for. Let me share something with you. If you find yourself in just a difficult situation right now, in a bad season of life, there's something in this season that God wants for you. He wants to teach you. He wants to instruct you. He wants to lead you. And it's not for this season of life. It's for another season down the road that you're going to find yourself. And if we just skip this season of life, then we're not going to be ready and equipped for the next season of life. I just, I need some participation here. How many of you have went through something at the time you had no idea what it was about, but years down the road, you look back and like, I get it now. Anybody? Hey, listen, but in those bad seasons of life, we were all like, God, get me out of this. I don't want to be here anymore. Hey, when it comes to hard seasons of life, listen, you and I, we have to step into this and we have to trust him. We have to trust him. So trust God in the hard seasons, and remember what my papa said, this too shall pass. It might feel like God kind of has you in a holding pattern of life right now. You just feel like, man, you're just kind of constantly circling the runway, this thing, this break that you've been looking for, wanting for, dreaming for, praying for for years is so close. And you're thinking, why won't he just give me this thing? But instead, he has you just circling and circling. And what you may learn in this season of life is way more important in the next season of life what you're hoping for. The lessons that God wants you to learn in this season are crucial and critical to carry you through the rest of your life. It may be the most important thing in your life right now at this moment is the very thing you're trying to look past and get onward to, and you're just trying to get to the next thing. You're thinking about the past thing rather than living in the current thing. It may be the lessons he wants you to learn right now or right here and now, so we need to trust God in the hard seasons. We get a closer glimpse of this in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 4, as he continues to go through all these different seasons. Look at verse 4 with me. He says, there's a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones, and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek, and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to tear, and a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. In every season of life, there are lessons to be learned. Last thing I want to encourage you on is to embrace your current season. Hey, listen to me. One of the best verses in this entire passage of Scripture is Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Would you look at it? He made everything beautiful, listen to this, in its time. He made everything beautiful in its time, not ours. It goes on to say, he has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. Hey, listen to me, family. God has a plan, and he has a purpose that we can't always see. That's why the Bible tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. God has a purpose. God has a plan for all this. I love Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8. He says, for my thoughts... Are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And let me wrap this thing up. Every season has a beginning, and every season has an end. No season of life that you find yourself in lasts forever. 
Seasons come and seasons go. So it's wise for us to enjoy and make the most of every season of our life. And don't let the difficulty of this season that you're in overshadow the purpose for which the season was intended for. Make sure that you are embracing and learning everything you can that this season of life has to offer. I give you a word of caution here. And don't let bitterness and anger rob you from making the best of any season that you find yourself in. It's easy when things ain't going good for you to develop all these emotions. And man, when we do this, we miss out on the purpose of that season. I want to encourage you to live your life in such a way with every fiber of your being, passionately loving God and his word through every season of your life. And we know that when we get to the end of it, everything will be beautiful in the end. And how do we know that? Romans 8, 28 tells us this, and we know that all things, I would say that all seasons as well. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God because they are the ones who are called according to his purpose. Every season has a purpose. 